spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Ready to set off on your captivating journey into the botanical world? NYBG's brand new online education program, Plant Studio, offers bite-sized courses tailor-made for you to pursue your passion as a budding plant person. Guided by professionals, dig into gardening, botany, floral design, landscape design, and more. Grow your skills with online learning your way. Register at nybg.org. Ditch the clowns on the left. And the jokers on the right. And join Michael Smirconish right here in the middle. This is the Smirconish Podcast for Independent Minds. Hey, Joe Cowan is a Los Angeles-based reporter for the National Desk of the New York Times, where she covers California, caught my eye with a front-page piece in the print edition yesterday under the headline, In Dry Los Angeles, Grass Gives Way to Gravel. This is Jill Cowan. Hey, Jill, thanks so much for being here. Tell me about Aaron Brockovich's lawn. Thank you so much. Um, well, it's uh, it's no longer technically grass. It is uh, artificial turf. Uh, high tech. It's uh, she she was pretty emphatic. There's none of the the little black pellets of rubber coming up underfoot, but it is it is still artificial turf, and she's got about 3,100 square feet of it. I think the reason that I was so taken with your piece is that I've been reading a great deal recently about not only the water issue, but the impact on climate change generally, and frankly, have read contradictory things, not in your piece, but some people who say, hey, the lawn is the best way to capture carbon, so it's great, make sure your lawn is healthy, and others say, well, people go overboard trying to have the greenest of grass, and they end up harming the uh, the climate picture. And and into that broad category, then here comes your piece saying that there's a move afoot where Aaron Brockovich, who's very conscious about the environment, is giving up natural grass. Yeah, well, I think uh, I suspect that some of those arguments may be taking place not in California or at least Southern California, where, um, you know, vegetation naturally goes dormant during the summer and it's only getting hotter every year. Uh, an evergreen lawn just requires so much water, uh, and it, it just soaks right into the very top of the, the soil. And so everyone that I've talked to has sort of agreed that that is just not a way to um, to create uh, ecosystems. Uh, I had a quote from, from Evan Meyer, who's the, uh, the lead, the Theodore Payne Foundation, which is a native plant advocacy group and nursery, and he described lawns as, as a big sterile green carpet. Uh, and so, so you know, getting rid of your lawn in favor of of, of artificial turf has some pros and con, uh, pro pro arguments and, and con arguments. Um, many people point out that it is still plastic, but um, there's a move afoot here also to to sort of replace grass with with native vegetation that is, you know, um, a little more suited to our climate, which is extremely dry and hot. So where does this idea come from? I certainly have it in my head. That to have a nice house is to have a, a green space in the front or in the back, the fewer weeds the possible. Why, why is that part of our American tradition? 
Well, uh, if you want to go back totally to the beginning, you can go, you can thank England for that idea. Um, I talked to Christopher Sellers, uh, who's at Stony Brook University, about sort of the history of, of the American lawn or the rise of the American lawn. And it has its roots in, in the English, you know, landed gentry. If you had land in those days um, and you could, you could keep it fallow, essentially, you didn't need it for crops, that, that meant you were showing off that you were wealthy. Um, and the, the Gilded Age uh, capitalists in America on the East Coast took that idea and said, hey, I want a big lawn. I want my big lawn in Newport, Rhode Island or, or you know, all the, all the places out there that, that have, you know, these sort of giant country estates. Uh, and then it sort of kept going west and kept becoming more and more middle class until it was, was this middle class marker, this middle class aspiration. Um, I heard stories from people in the San Fernando Valley of, of parents tweezing their lawn. I mean, so, so it very much became, uh, you know, very much became a, 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 a marker of the middle class, a, a keeping up with the Joneses is something I heard more than once, the Brady Bunch, um, you know, Hollywood sort of disseminating this version of the middle class that, that involved this perfect green lawn. And in Southern California, where all those images were made, um, that requires a lot, a lot of water year round. I always pay attention to the California trends because although we chuckle at some of them when they <laughs> pop up, it you know, three or five years later, it's like, hey, the rest of the country is doing likewise. So if right. Aaron Brockovich in Agora Hills has gone artificial turf, maybe it tells me I'm three years away from making that decision on the East Coast. I don't know. I, you know, um, I, 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 I don't. I try not to be too much of a California partisan. It's where I grew up, um, and, and I've covered the state for, for, for years. Uh, you know, I would say keep an eye out. But I would also say, you know, look at the, look at the other sections of the story where, this, where there's, you know, sort of efforts to, to have folks rethink native plant gardens. That's what was there before European contact. Those are, those are the plants that, and, and vegetation that are best suited for wherever it is you live, um, and and making a, a beautiful garden uh, out of that it should be possible, and and you'll create an environment for birds and bees, and 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 you know, um, and it's a nice alternative to to a lawn, which became the sort of homogenous thing. Is it a trend? Is it in a? Would you describe what what she did at her place as a trend that is taking hold right now in California, or are they or are they still one offs? Oh, I would say I would say it's a trend. I mean, you can see in the data in our story um, the the number of turf replacement uh, applications that the Metropolitan Water District, which is sort of the the overarching water supplier for Southern California, has gone up pretty precipitously um, since they they put in these water restrictions, and so that's really helping the trend along. Uh, along, excuse me, um, and uh, and so I I think you know in in it's mostly focused in, in these really hot, dry areas where they rely a lot on uh, water from other parts of the state. But I would say it's, it's coming along. Another factor that, that I didn't get into too much, um, I touched on it a little bit in the piece, is that millennial homeowners or, or younger, you know, non-boomer homeowners, baby boomer homeowners um, are buying houses to the extent that we can. Um, I'm millennial and uh, not a homeowner, but if you can can buy a house, you know, they're getting into them and saying, why am I going to spend every weekend caring for this lawn? So I think there's some of that turnover as well. Um, 
but also just driving through through neighborhoods. Uh, you know, we're a couple months into these, uh, a few months into these uh, water restrictions. And lawns are turning brown. People are not able to keep them alive. And, and a lot of folks are saying, well, this is better for the environment if I get rid of it. So, you know, come fall or as soon as I can get on, uh, you know, a turf exchange list or an artificial turf installer or a landscapers list, I'm going to I'm going to swap it out. The Los Angeles aqueduct, which opened in 1913, ushered millions of gallons from the Owens River Valley across more than 200 miles to what would rapidly become the nation's second most populous city, an engineering triumph that defied nature. I think that was like the backstory for Chinatown, wasn't it, Jack Nicholson? Didn't it play out against that backdrop? Yep, yep. That's that's kind of one of the most famous water movies ever. Right, water movie. Right, how many are there? Waterworld, one that one that Kevin Cosner doesn't want to remember. Hey, well, thank you, thank you so much for enlightening us about our lawns. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. It's Jill Cowan from the New York Times, ladies and gentlemen, Los Angeles-based national desk reporter for California. Um, yeah, you were going to say what's going on with your lawn? Well, it's a brownout. It's a brownout. But I, I, I don't want to go to some some kind of. Uh, alternative yeah like where we are where you and i are Mm -hmm. there is a uh, piece of turf in close proximity and it's artificial right and it's nice yeah it's kind of cool and i've looked at it i'm like wow that's that's kind of nice it's cool for like an uh outdoor public area i love having a lawn yes is what i'm trying to say we're lucky though we have a lot of shade trees and a lot of pachysandra so we have we're we're not a brownout fully at this point i can understand someone who says i don't want to maintain it yeah. Therefore, I'm not going to have it. Maybe well, it's a it's Jersey. Well, but it's more than that. Is in in California, they're not allowed to, right? There's a there's a water Nevada. issue. Look, there's a water issue in Western, uh, the United States, all over the place. But here's here's kind of the rabbit hole that I went down yesterday. Okay. So it's something like this. I read her piece, and I I was very interested in it. Aaron Brockovich had been a guest of ours here. Uh, talking about environmental issues going back more than a year. But I read the piece because I I just wondered, is this another California trend that is going to migrate eastward? And are we all going to have Aaron Brockovich artificial turf lawns before you know it? What are the climate implications of this? Are some people, for reasons beyond water, deciding they don't want a lawn because they think it ends up being problematic in the bigger picture of this existential threat. Mm -hmm. I found a number of stories that argued both ways. Some that said that the carbon capture of a healthy lawn is wonderful, and it's a way that we can all do our part in the battle against climate change. Then I read a number of stories that said, but hold on, because if you use chemicals, if you're mowing it with a a gas-fired engine, and you're doing it every single week, the net effect is going to be causing more harm to the environment. So the best piece that I stumbled upon was one from the Princeton Student Climate Initiative. Oh, I'm just going to read a paragraph or two for you. Okay. okay? Lawn maintenance and climate change. Here's the question for callers. The question for callers is, are you environmentally conscious in terms of how you maintain your lawn, or do you just want to have green grass and high times forever? I mean, that's the issue. In America, over 40 million acres of land are covered by lawn or more specifically turf grass. While lawns can function as carbon sinks, 
soaking up carbon dioxide from the atmosphere, this benefit is often outweighed by the heavy carbon cost associated with the maintenance of these lawns. Rather than alleviating climate change, lawns may be contributing to it. The main culprits are lawn equipment, specifically gas-powered leaf blowers and lawn mowers and synthetic fertilizers. I can imagine our getting to a point soon in certain areas, not in the heartland, where you know neighbors will look askance if you've got a leaf blower or if you've got a maintained lawn, if you've got people who are showing up, landscapers, and taking care of your property. It's that- really hard to hide that you're taking care of your lawn. Right. You can't hide it. Right. So, you know, these people that sort of do watering at 3 a.m., you're not fooling anybody. So are we are we about to get to a point where, and it would be in, in your hardened blue areas, where people are going to feel like the eyes are on them right. if... And they need a rock garden. Yeah. They got to go to gravel all of a sudden. Uh, lawn equipment. The problem, most lawn equipment is gasoline-powered, typically being of one of two types, two-stroke or four-stroke engines. To fuel this equipment, it takes about 800 million gallons of gasoline annually, with 17 million additional gallons spilled in the process. That would be me. Okay, and it goes on to explain, okay, according to one study done by Quiet Communities, this equipment was responsible for the release of 26.7 million tons of pollutants back in 2011. Uh, So wait a minute, what is the answer? Okay, well, you can get an electric lawnmower instead of of a gas-fired engine. On average, a good quality electric mower will cost more money, but over the span of 10 years, the cost will even out due to fuel and maintenance. Electric mowers are lower maintenance and easier storage, and they don't have a cord. I didn't know that. Like a big battery? I guess, although they are not nearly as price accessible or well-suited for extra large lawns. Environmental benefits are immense. Electric motors produce no emissions. Yeah, but how is that possible for a lawn service? To, what do you keep switching out the batteries? I think it would be totally impractical yeah. un- until the technology yeah. is better. So what can you do? You can cut down on how often you mow. You can go from once a week to once every two weeks, for instance. This change will improve the health of the lawn as long as grass blades improve overall moisture retention of the soil, yada, yada. You can upgrade your gas can. Older cans cause more spillage and harmful emissions. You can mow in the evening because during the day, ozone forms more easily. However, mowing the evening gives these chemicals time to disappear overnight as they lack sunlight, etc., etc., etc. Synthetic fertilizers are another problem to attain lush fertile green lawns homeowners will use nitrogen-based fertilizers approximately three million tons a year these contribute to climate change due to the manufacturing process of their use on lawns the solution although the greatest use of these fertilizers can be attributed to the agricultural industry homeowners 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 should work to to minimize their own role as much as possible and then it gives you some of the alternatives um and finally i'll say this there's also a section titled deconstructing the perfect lawn lawns have the potential to attract as a secret weapon against climate change Dr. Carly Zeider studies the carbon capturing ability of lawns, and she found the typical American lawn is more effective at capturing carbon than the untouched environment. This could be due to the unique ways that these lawns are cared for, like, for instance, mowing. 
However, Dr. Zeider cautioned that this study only compares the soil of lawns and natural ecosystems, not plants that might capture carbon above ground. To maximize the positive qualities of lawns and reduce the negatives, it may require a change in how Americans view lawns. For decades, the ideal lawn has been a pristine swatch of bright grass. However, as explored earlier, it's questionable if the aesthetic is worth the environmental cost. Instead of mowed turf, Americans can transform their lawns into frontiers of biodiversity and sustainability by diversifying the face of lawns and allowing some freedom. But would it command the same price? And would you find it as attractive as you would a well-maintained green grass? Um, yeah, I see your calls and I appreciate it. And what are you pointing at me for, TC? Which is interesting. It's a great... It's, you think so? Yeah. I, the, uh, the Lawn politics. Yeah. I've never talked about lawn politics. I know. You were hot on this. Yeah, I love lawn yeah. politics. I was giving you credit. Oh, thank you for that. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbird styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. NYBG's brand new online education program, Plant Studio, offers bite-sized courses tailor-made for you. Guided by plant professionals, dig into botany, floral design, landscape design, and more. Online learning your way. Register at nybg.org. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS. Sirius XM Channel 124 and on the SXM app. Okay, so Ryan is in St. Louis. Ryan, I think I think you're the guy, person, that I was looking for. <laughs> when you make decisions about your lawn, you are trying to be climate conscious, not just have a nice-looking lawn, right? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So what do you, so what do you do? 
it, it's a lot. People ask me too. They walk past the lawn. They go, "Wow, it looks amazing." What do you do? It's. I, I tell them I try to do very little, and it's a lot of the tips that you mentioned earlier, which is, "Hey, don't bag your grass. That that has seventy percent water in it. Put it in your soil so it it, it keeps it uh, moist." Also, don't cut it short so the sun doesn't burn it and you need more water. Don't water it much because that just gives you weeds. And so you're developing a grass system, an ecosystem that's really sort of soil-rich nutrients going on there that you don't have to do a whole lot. Same thing. Don't use gas mowers. Get rid of them because they're loud. You'd be really impressed how quiet uh, an electric lawnmower is, a battery-powered lawnmower is. Get, get all kind of compliments from that too as well how large and, is your lawn uh i live in the city of st louis so it's it's a decent size but it's not like it's maybe a quarter of an acre maybe front and back and and that battery is plenty to cut the front and back plenty i mean it's so much lighter that i you know it, it bounces a little bit more so i find myself kind of going over some tracks but it's so easy and quick to do it that it's no problem. Yeah, I could I could mow my lawn two or three times, and I, I the battery wouldn't drain. Twenty Good minutes insight. to recharge too. Say that again. Twenty minutes to recharge. Twenty minutes. Too. Nice. Yeah. yeah, that's like that's like a supercharger for for my car. Right, Ryan, exactly. thank you. Very very Ooh. interesting insight. I, I appreciate it very much. Uh, Kelly, Michigan, talk to me about lawn maintenance and your philosophy. So hi, Michael. Hi. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm surprised, actually, that you didn't mention the desalinization article on the Smurikanish newsletter as it relates to this issue um, and lawn care. Uh, it, it, there's a lot more complicated uh, issue in using water from that, but that is something that they are addressing in California. Um, you know, to try I, and address I'm water. Glad, I'm glad you brought it up. What, what else do you think I, I've neglected that ought to be said in, in short form? No, but I just wanted to, I actually wanted to point that out because it is another factor on it. I mean, everything that you're talking about, you know, you see them doing it all across, all, all across the West, and especially with um, Lake Mead and, you know, the water shortages going on there. I mean, you're seeing, seeing all of that play out in the desalinization. I'm, I'm a master water specialist from the Water Quality Association, and uh, so, so the water part of, the, of this issue is, is kind of, uh, you know, piqued my interest. Good stuff. Thank you, Kelly. Did he say he was a water management specialist? No, he said he was a master, master water, water specialist. Please I love get this the title right. I love this. Whatever That's it is we phenomenal. need. Phenomenal. Whatever we need. I we... respect you, sir. Thank you. Uh, John, you're in California. What part of California, John? Uh, Hi, John. In the Los Angeles area. Got it. And and so what has been... Hi. Do you, have um, a, do you have a lawn and what are you doing? So... It, I'm scratching my head about whether to go to like a desert scape or to keep, you know, if I got an electric mower and and keep a green lawn and and the head scratcher is, it's kind of a long-term commitment to to do one or the other. My parents are out in in Vegas and there's almost no lawns out there. It's all desert scape because of, you know, the water shortage. And so my question is, what is going to happen? The jet stream, if you know about this, the jet stream is shifting northward, like the monsoon season used to hit my aunt in Tucson. This summer, it's gone up several hundred miles north and is like 
as you've heard, Las Vegas is getting flooded. And then the opposite information about, like, the gentleman that called before with Lake Mead drying up and the Colorado River is, is about to make everybody thirsty in, like, four-state area. So you just don't know what what's going to happen with climate change in these areas. What's the Which is the less of two evils? Do you get a keep a I green totally lawn get it. And, and, and water it, or do you just go to rocks and, and, and desert plants? What would I see in your neighborhood? More lawn or more desert scape? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, it, here it's all green. I mean, and I live across from a park, and I see these massive industrial sprinklers going every day, and it just drives me nuts. I can see pressure being brought to bear on golf courses as well. It already is, but I mean really growing. Oh, yeah. uh, hmm. Right. But I mean, the, well, question, the question is, what is the what is the weather going to be like in this area over the next 5, 10, 20 years? And what's the better choice? Do you just go with rocks and, and desert plants or do you get an electric mower and keep it green? I, I don't know the answer. It, it, I, that's the dilemma. To me. That is the issue. Good luck. Thank you for that. Appreciate your appreciate your input. Uh, Kyle, Missouri, thinking what from middle America? Hey, Michael. Even though I'm not a goat like you with your punt, pass, and kick national championship trophy at 10 years old, I played at a D1, a D2 school, and they had artificial turf. And I hated practicing on that thing because of the heat that reflected from the sun, especially in the days of August. This is in the Midwest. Watch what you wish for out there in California. If everybody starts going to artificial turf and there's nothing there to absorb the heat from the sun, it's going to get hotter and hotter and hotter. And that was an aspect I don't think was even mentioned or brought up in your conversation of how hot it's going to get with artificial turf versus the rock desert or versus natural lawns. It's a good point. Appreciate that. By the way, I just so so does someone doesn't think I misrepresented, but I won in my tiny community. I choked at the more regional level. Don't make me keep saying it. Okay. All right, I got and you. T- TC lost interest when I tried to explain the measurement. And then by they which take a, they take, they take the tape and, and they bring they it back across. So they penalize and then... you. Right. You would rather punt the ball like 40 yards dead on mm. than punt the ball 60 yards but be errant 40 to the right. Mm. Do you follow me? I do. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S.com, code SUPER24. Ready to set off on your captivating journey into the botanical world? NYBG's brand new online education program, Plant Studio, offers bite-sized courses tailor-made for you to pursue your passion as a budding plant person. Guided by professionals, dig into gardening, botany, floral design, landscape design, and more. 
Grow your skills with online learning your way. Register at nybg.org. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS. Sirius XM Channel 124 and on the SXM app. Hi, Joe. You're in the great state of New Jersey. On the subject of your lawn and climate change, you most wanted to say what? Hello, Michael and TC. Longtime listener from Philadelphia. Uh, nice. A, a, little, a, little, a little more serious and long care is last week our government just finalized a bill through the Senate. We got an 86 to 11 vote on $400 billion for toxic waste sites, Camp Lejeune water that went on from 53 to 87 until our government realized that it was poisoning veterans. Uh, Over 400 toxic waste sites, places like Red Hills of Hawaii, where the fuel has been leaking and poisoning people who live on those military bases. Uh, Blue Water Navy veterans have transported toxic barrels of Agent Orange during the during the 10 years of the Vietnam War that they sprayed it. Uh, our problems, our water problems are much more serious because it's great that we take care of our lawns, whether we use electric lawnmowers or gas lawnmowers or what chemicals we use, but our water around this country is toxic, it's harmful, and we've got to really wake up and do something about it or we're really going to be in trouble. $400 billion to take care of mainly Iraq Afghanistan veterans that live near burn pits. Yeah, and I followed it all. 23 respiratory problems. Our water yep. problem in this country is bad. I think I think you're making a great observation. Thank you for thank you for doing that because it's something we've not I've not discussed to the extent that it requires. I mean, we've talked about the drought, we've talked about what's going on with Lake Mead, we've talked about the Great Salt Lake. Uh, that was another segment that I did recently, but yeah, these water problems climate related and otherwise because the issues you're raising are not because of climate change, but they're all deserving of more attention. So thank you for that. Uh, Michael, you're in Illinois thinking what about lawn politics? Dr. Smirconi, nice to talk to you. You too. Um, you know, back in the day in the White House, um, they had sheep out there to keep their lawn short. Now, why don't biz- people start a business? Keep their sheep and take them around to people's lawn and tie them up there for a few days and then go to the next lawn. I mean, there's no there's no taxis anything. They just get the lawn shorter. Is it an even cut I'm going to get from the sheep? That's my question. Well, from what I've been able to see, um, <laughs> look at Wyoming and that where they have sheep. Um, it's pretty even cut. I remember, but it's even. 
I remember when the uh, I remember when the Reagan Library was imperiled because fire was spreading in Southern California. Uh, I don't think it was sheep. I think it was goats. But they, they, they goats were used to eat vegetation so that the fire would spread less. And and it worked. Michael, thank you for that. This is Laura in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Hi, Laura. Hi, Michael. Um, I haven't heard anything about the wildflower meadows. I heard a really good uh, report on that as maybe not all of your lawn, but some of your lawn, and it's like a twofer. Uh, we also help out the honeybees, which is another problem. Yeah, I like it. I, I have it a may not neighbor. Be, it, for, desert, for the desert, it may not be a problem, you know, right. but for people who can do it. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm growing, I'm growing wildfires, wild flowers not wildfires wildflowers myself right now in fact i've got some sunflowers that are that are just killer this summer um i have someone in my neighborhood laura whose front yard i referenced this i think in the past but their front yard is no grass and it is all wildflowers and there's a very brief time period where you drive by and you say that looks really cool and then at least for me there's another 10 months a year that I'm thinking, I wonder what kind of vermin are just like running around in that area that looks so out of sync with the rest of the neighborhood. Yeah. It's kind of a little, I'm sure, I'm sure there's probably, uh, there's probably a lot more involved, but like I I can imagine maybe they'd have to do something. I don't, I don't know if there is, you know, I'd be interested in knowing, but that also, also helps with, uh, you know, you, you wonder about that, but I, you know, so I guess there's always, you know. I, I'm thinking the answer is, to your point, balance, like with everything else. Some wildflowers would be great in addition to your lawn. Don't go crazy with chemicals and with mowing. Don't cut it every week. I mean, the cutting it every week in the summer where I live and where you live is a bit of a scam anyway because July was brutal. July was absolutely <laughs> brutal. And to, to mow, you didn't you didn't need to mow except every three weeks in that time period. Laura, I'm going to run, but thank you for that. Um, and I understand it because if you're using a service, you know, they're, they're on the clock and they've got a crew. And if you wave them off for a week, what are they going to do? Because they get in a routine where they, they need to, you know, need to pay everybody. Bob, you're in South Florida. Are you not buying into this as a uh, as an existential threat? Well, my comment was a mountain out of a molehill, but I'll, I'll make two introductory comments. First of all, um, I listened to, I took your advice and listened to your speech at the Ronald Reagan uh, Museum. Oh, everyone should listen to that, okay? Um, number two, my wife and I have spent most of our life in the state of Iowa. Now we're in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida for nine months. So uh, we did, we were somewhat conscious with our lawn in Iowa. We have stayed away from chemicals, mainly organic, but balance, I think, is a good word. You know, I, and also, I would not like this to become political. I think there's too much and maybe bigger issues, even with climate change, in my opinion, that deserve to be political. I mean, also with the lawn, we have a lawn service. We're older, but that also employs people and gives sure. them jobs and gives them self-esteem. Um, you know, my wife, so, so that we have to look at the unintended consequences. Also, I would hate to have, if it becomes political, that some Americans, oh, even with golf courses, why are you doing that? Some people enjoy playing golfs. I know my son-in-law gets joy working in his lawn. Uh, so I think 
giving information as you are doing, uh, that is that is very valuable. Just as my cardiologist recently told me, I said, I just have one glass of wine. Well, when he told me, have you measured it? It was really two glasses. So I, maybe it's a not good <laughs> metaphor. You need a new cardiologist. Information. <laughs> what? Bob, I said, you need a new cardiologist. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I have information. And I think with the lawn, the part I listen, you gave me some information, which is useful, but I would like it not to become political. Last I hear point. you. No, no, no. I, I, I hear the, you. The your your change, message is. And again, this, the climate change is, is very important. I still yep. need to learn more, and I will think about this. But this uh, last point, I don't know. Did the study talk about people who use private jets? politicians that's another story there's a judging yeah yeah i hear you there's a there's a good story in the journal today thank you bob and thank you for the recommendation on that speech i put a lot into it and i i so appreciate that you took the time to watch it it's still posted online and you've opened that opened my eyes and now that i'm back to listening to you when i can thank you i'm going to update that speech we need more people like you Thank uh, I'm not sure of that, but thank you. I appreciate it. Bob's making reference. I'll, I'll plug it myself to a speech that I delivered last September at the Reagan Library in Southern California. Well, I just mentioned the Reagan Library. I was talking about the goats. I wasn't even going to plug my speech, but now I will. Um, but it's a speech called It's Time to Change the Channel, and it's on my YouTube channel, and people seem to get value from it. I'm in the process of updating it. The core message continues to be the same, but now I'm adding themes of social capital. And it's a it's a big I haven't I haven't got where I need to be yet, but I'm 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 working on it. I'm working on it and I will then deliver the new speech. Maybe not in as esteemed a location as the, the, the Reagan Library. Look, I read this piece yesterday. It's like I told you. I read this piece yesterday by my guest Jill Cowan talking about what's going on on the West Coast, California in particular. Erin Brockovich, we all know that name. We, we associate her with environmentalism. And she's gone to an artificial turf lawn. And I started then going online and looking at some of the climate implications, climate change implications of people with well-maintained, I'm in this category, lawns. And are we now going to change our thinking, or some of us already have, you've heard from the callers, about you know the lengths to which we will go to have a nice green lawn. Now, mine's totally burned out right now because July was a very, very hot month. But what will I do next year and will I do things differently? I I don't you know, I hate having weeds on a nice green patch. So have I treated it? Yes, I have treated it. Have I been mindful of the environment when I've treated it? No. I'd like to tell you I have, but I said to a guy who helps me get rid of those weeds, spray something, but I won't do that again. At least I'll be more conscious of the way I'm approaching. All right, enough. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. 
That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Ready to set off on your captivating journey into the botanical world? NYBG's brand new online education program, Plant Studio, offers bite-sized courses tailor-made for you to pursue your passion as a budding plant person. Guided by professionals, dig into gardening, botany, floral design, landscape design, and more. Grow your skills with online learning your way. Register at nybg.org.